You're listening to Proclaim Gospel Podcast. Coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. We're back again for another exciting portion of the world coming out of the West Jamaica Conference in the beautiful island nation of Jamaica. Footprints of Hope Revival Series are being conducted by Pastor Glenn Samuels. I am being blessed and I know you will confess also that you are being blessed. The topic of today's message is Conspiracy Theories. We know that there are lots of conspiracy theories floating out there. Every day you will hear someone talking about a conspiracy theory when it comes to the pandemic, the vaccine, and so forth. Well, listen tonight as the man of Yahweh brings the word, and I trust that you are blessed. I love you, Lord. Yes. Do you love him? For your mercy never fails. Never fails. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. Acknowledging your sovereignty, your goodness, and your never-failing kindness. We are sinners, and yet you love us with an everlasting love. Oh, we pray again tonight that you would send a word from heaven. Touch these sinful lips and make them worthy one more time. Hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Sit down beside us wherever we are gathered. Make the word plain tonight. But oh God, I pray for every young man, every young lady, every middle-aged person, every senior person tonight who may feel forlorn and distressed and depressed. Somebody who may have gone through all day to day crying tears of pain or crying for the sickness and the suffering of a loved one. May the word tonight 
draw us even closer to you. May the devil be defeated. Prepare us, we pray, for your soon return is our asking in Jesus' name. And together we say, Amen. Well, on our last time together, we talk about the question, what's love got to do with it? And my union president called me teasingly and said, well, you know certain songs, man. Can I say hello to my union president, Pastor Everett Brown, the leader of the church here in Jamaica, and to all his officers and to all my fellow conference presidents, Pastor Levi Johnson of the Mighty Central Conference, Pastor Eric Nathan Doulas of the powerful East Jamaica, Little Giant, Pastor Carl Archer of the North Jamaica Conference, and Pastor Adlai Blythe of Northeast Jamaica. From here to there and everywhere, we bring you special greetings. Our subject tonight is conspiracy theories. Now, especially over the last couple of months, you would have no doubt bumped into this phrase used a number of times, especially with regards to the COVID-19 uh, virus. I'm not uh, contributing to any of those conspiracies, so let me say right up front, protect yourself from COVID-19, protect your family, abide by the various governmental protocols wherever around the world you live. It has caused the death of too many people and sometimes because of the carelessness of some persons. And so, uh, I am not talking about conspiracy theories as it relates to COVID-19, but, but the Bible speaks of some conspiracy theories. And uh, by way of a definition, just a simple definition, a conspiracy theory is a theory that rejects the standard explanation for an event and instead credits a group or organization with carrying out a secret plot. So, a conspiracy theory is a theory that rejects the standard explanation and then sought to find something else that sometimes fit the concept or context of the one who is spewing out such conspiracy. Someone else said that a conspiracy theory is a theory that explains an event or set of circumstances as the result of a secret plot or a plot by powerful conspirators. There are some conspiracies as it relates to the Bible. Some folks say that the Bible is a white man's idea created to oppress people of other races and other ethnic groups. Uh, some folks say that the Bible can't be understood, that the Bible is confusing. Some say the Bible contradicts itself. Uh, I'd like you to understand the devil hates the word of God. And behind every conspiracy against the Bible is this arch enemy of our souls. If you and I should order our lives in harmony with the word of God, we would be happier, healthier, and holier. Would you say amen? If we would, don't you know, let me pick one of my favorite responses. If every single man, woman, and child on the face of planet earth would live in obedience to God's 10 commandments, there would be no jail cells. 
There would be no need of a police officer. There would be no need of any prison or courthouses. The law of the living God protects humanity, protects society, and lifts us into a high level of a vital, vigilant relationship with the living God. And so I told you in our last sitting, if every man, woman, and child were to obey the first four commandments, we would have a healthy, strong, spiritual relationship with the living God. The other six tells us how to relate to our fellow men. There are a lot of conspiracies about the word of God. A lot of conspiracies designed by some who don't like the plain truth. By some who have other ideas. They, they want to profit by people's ignorance. Jesus is my example and he ought to be used as well. The Bible said in Matthew 4 and verse 4, he said to the devil, it is written. Don't rush past that. It is written. We ought to look in the word of God for ourselves. Would you say amen? It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the prophets. Hmm? Out of the mouth of the priest. Hmm? Out of the mouth of the pastor. Hmm? No, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I told you our God is a communicating God. He's a speaking God who takes delight in having conversation with his children, in having conversations with a godless world. He raised up prophets. He raised up priests. But proof that that prophet or priest is speaking for God, whatever he says, whatever she says, must be backed up, must be in line, must be nothing else other than what is in the word of the living God. So Job, some folks say that the Bible is for the poor and the struggling. Some folks say Christianity is the opiate of the people. Those who are struggling would need to find something to, to hold on to. But this multi-billionaire named Job, Job said, my foot hath held his steps. His way, speaking of God, his way have I kept and not declined from them. Job, a multi-billionaire, is saying God blessed him. He said he held his steps like David the prayer is. Order my steps in your word, O oh God. Verse 12, verse 12, Job said, I desire the sincere milk of his word more than my necessary food. No, 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 hush your first. Something just jumped in my mind. Everybody knows I love dumpling and green banana and kalaloo and aki and codfish. Mm? Oh, on a bright morning. By the way, I just remembered my wife gave me breakfast this morning of dumpling and, and aki and codfish and Pastor Williams had me in meeting until I forgot my dumplings and aki and codfish, huh? I just remembered, can I go back to my office to eat? Everybody knows 
that I love dumplings. Like everybody knows that Shauna loved Jonathan. I have a song. I heard a song. I, I, won't, I won't play her song because you see, you're going to have to pay me to play. But hear this, hear this. Job said that he desired, he esteemed the word of God more than his necessary food. Job said, you want food to stay alive, but he said in order to stay alive morally and ethically and spiritually, you've got to be rooted in the word of God. Oh, bless the Lord God. My great-grandmother would, would sometimes go to these revival folk and I went with her one night and I heard the revival lady said, you've got to be rooted and grounded. I mean, she got some pencil in her hair and she said, I'm rooted and grounded in the word of God. Hear me carefully. In times like these, especially for a generation on the verge of moral decay and spiritual collapse and ethical danger, we've got to order our lives in harmony with the word of God. Oh, my friend, I'd like to share tonight that the word conspiracy is used by God in a deep and disturbing manner. God knows that the devil is playing for keeps. Devil knows if he can divert our minds away from thus said the Lord God. Devil knows if he can tie us down in disobedience. Devil knows if he can get us to believe these conspiracies and confuse our minds. He would trap our souls. Are you listening to me? And I want to take you tonight to a Bible passage that I consider to be a critical one. It is Ezekiel chapter 22. What book did I say? Ezekiel 22. He summoned the prophet. Israel had backslidden. The nation had become a seed of evildoers. The people had given themselves over to lying words from lying prophets. The people had gotten used to accepting smooth doctrines. I know sometimes some things I've got to tell you behind the sacred desk may disturb you. Are you listening to me? You may even get upset with me. But hear me. The word of God comes to comfort sinners. When they surrender, it convicts their heart. Sometimes God's word disturbs you. Sometimes God's word make you upset. Sometimes God's word make you want to fight. But your hands are too short to fight my God. Are you listening to me? Every step you take, every move you make, you and I are the recipients of God's grace and God's mercy. Even while we are in sin, we move only by the grace of Almighty God. And in his love and compassion, he still keeps us alive. Oh, what a God we serve. All our lives he's been faithful. And I can't help but sing and testify of the goodness of God. I should have been dead last night. I should have been dead in my sleep. I could have been dead today. But God's mercy kept me. The same mercy that's keeping you. But he seeks to help us. To order our steps in harmony with his word. And so he said in Ezekiel 22, 25, there is a conspiracy. There is a conspiracy 
even among prophets are you listening to me they are like roaring lion he says ravening the prey and in their conspiracy souls are being devoured can I tell you something if the sheep are led astray it's not just the shepherds who will pay I'm going to say it again if the sheep are led astray it's not just the false shepherds who will pay because God says he that hath an ear let him hear God has given us intelligence use it he's given you eyes to see read the word of God for yourself I have a friend named Nigel Oswald Coke. I tease him all the while. He, he is communication director for Jamaica Union. But Nigel have this peculiar phrase. When, when he, he would say, these are the facts. You decide. Nigel said, his job is to give you the facts. You decide what to do with it. The preacher's job, I am just... God's messenger boy. Are you listening to me? I'm only a messenger boy. But oh Lord, something just jumped in my mind. He, he, he talks about the conspiracy. I, I didn't put this text down there. But in Jeremiah 23 and verse 1, your Bible says, in the 23rd chapter of Jeremiah and the first verse, your Bible said, Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture the pastor the priest and the prophet must give nothing else but the plain verse saith the lord god now hush your fuss the closer we get to the second coming of jesus the more important it is for us to come back to the Bible if the Bible says it we must believe it if God commands it we must obey for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey and there is no salvation in any other Savior but Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. There's a conspiracy among prophets and priests. They seek for treasure and precious things. Verse 26 said, her priests have violated the law of God. Now this verse is particularly profound, pivotal, and pinpointed. Her priests have violated my law. Look at God using the personal possessive pronoun with relation to his law. Why does he call it his law? He wrote it. He spoke it. And he is God. Don't you know that? Now you'd be foolish to, to argue with the manufacturer of the car that you drive. If the manufacturer tells you that you ought to use diesel fuel and not 87 or 91 gasoline and you say well it's my car 
and my money pay for it. So me go and put in it what me want to put in it. And you go to the pump and you should pull up the side the ultra low sulfur diesel to put that in your prattle. But you go by the gas pump and you tell the attendant, give me some 80, fill me up with 87 gasoline. You'll be filling up yourself with a bag of trouble. Because soon you go mash up the engine and mash up your pocket. God knows what's best for us. Are you listening to me? He's creator. He's sovereign creator. He knows how we ought to live. He knows how we ought to conduct ourselves. But here, there is a conspiracy. Someone comes up and said, they know better than what God knows. So God puts a difference between the holy and profane. Hear me, beloved. There is a false dichotomy sometimes between what they call the sacred and the secular. So someone says, uh, uh, it's my life. And, and so uh, they have a church life and they have a business life and they have a love life and they have a social life and they have a, like cats with nine lives. But may I ask you a question? May I ask you a question? If, if the social life is rotten and, and, and the spiritual life is in trouble and the business life is corrupt and God has to send those lives to hell, hmm, does it ever bother you that you only have one life? You may compartmentalize it all you like. God sees one life. Somebody sang a song that says, I only have one life to live. Who sang? I don't, I don't know who sang it. I just know the words. So if there's any part of it that is not wholesome, don't play me. I just sing the part that I like. The only part I know. Because they only have one life to live. He, he said, there's a conspiracy. There is a conspiracy. What did I tell you a conspiracy is? An unwillingness to accept the facts. Let me read again. It's a theory that explains an event or set of circumstances as a result of a secret plot. Or a conspiracy is a theory that rejects the standard explanation of an event. God gives the standard explanation of human life and he gives it in the Bible. The story of creation is authenticated. Mankind has come up with all kinds of conspiracy theories. But ah, this one true and living God says he's given us his law that tells us how we ought to relate to God and how we ought to relate to our fellow men. That the theory of evolution has the word in reverse. Evolution says that, that mankind came up from some little blob that starts out imperfectly but as time rolls on over millions of years he gets more perfect and more perfect and more perfect well by now we ought to be super perfect but we are super wicked the world is filled with super evil and more diseases every day because of our super sinfulness well the word of God says we start out perfect and sin makes us more and more imperfect but thank God here comes Jesus 
to restore the sinner into a wholesome relationship with a perfect God. But there is a conspiracy against the word of God. There is a conspiracy against creation. There is a conspiracy against obedience to God's Ten Commandments. There is a conspiracy against clean eating and clean living and clean dressing and clean obedience. There is a conspiracy and this verse is potent in its description. There is a conspiracy. Verse 26 Verse 26 says, there is a conspiracy. The verse said they've put no difference between the holy and profane. We want to bring God down to our level. There was a time when folk would have respect for church. Now we break the church and we steal the stuff. There would be a time when folk would have respect for God and the name of God. But the more we live is the more bare face ungodliness. Hear me carefully. The same sins that brought about the destruction of the antediluvians are happening right now. The same sins that caused God to say to Noah, the end of all flesh is come. Listen to me, you may consider this old-fashioned preaching, but hear me, new-fashioned sinner, you need an old-fashioned God to get you out of your new-fashioned mess. Because what you think is new, there is nothing new under the sun. You think half-dressed, skimpily, half-naked, Bare-faced women walking in public places with their bosoms out and buttocks out and everywhere out. You think it's new? Watch out! Same things brought God's judgment. There is a conspiracy among money-making folk who profit from the nakedness of others. And bodies walk naked on the streets because their minds and hearts are naked. Listen to the word of God and know that the flood is not a figment of man's imagination. In no less a magazine than National Geography is the archaeological findings that there has got to be a universal flood. I never thought that that one earthquake could send flood waves crossing so many countries until a word that was always in the dictionary but I didn't pay it any attention a word called tsunami I saw months after that a whole house floating out in the bosom of the ocean miles and miles away and listen, one of the things that arrest my mind was that of a man, I don't know, but far from where I live. CNN interviewed him. Hear me, youngster. Hear me, lady. Hear me, Mr. Big Shot. Hear me, feminine charm and beautiful lady. 
the figure of a perfect eight a coca-cola bottle shape small in the waist and cute in the face hear me mr matcha man who met a life by the size of your biceps and triceps look back at what happened on the twin tower thousands dead who never thought they'd be dead that day look back on the tsunami and here's what captured my mind as cnn interviewed the man he said one day I was happy with my wife, my children, my business, my job. But before the day end, all I've got left is just myself. My wife is dead, my children dead, my house destroyed, my business gone by the tsunami. And all I've got left is just this, the clothes on my back. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Devil knows if we ever pay attention to God's word, we will want to repent. We would want to surrender. We would seek to be baptized. We would seek to recommit our lives to God. There is a conspiracy setting no difference between a holy God and profligate living there is a conspiracy and the text goes on to say they put no difference between the holy and the profane and here comes one they've put no difference between the unclean and the clean when god made man just like the manufacturer who makes the vehicle god knows what's best for your body god made your body and so God, in creating the animals and the plants, he determined what we ought to eat and what we ought to drink and how we ought to live. And God made them so from the beginning. God made some animals to keep the earth clean. He made some to keep the rivers clean. He made some to keep the ocean clean. He didn't intend for us to eat those. The ones that we should eat God specifically declare how they live, how they are, how they were created, what they look like. So he said, in a nutshell, if it's on the land, it must part the hoof and chew the cud. If it's in the water, it must have both fins and scales. And by the way, when God made man, he never intended for man to eat flesh food. When God made mankind in the first place, he made man to live by eating fruits, nuts, grains, and vegetables, clean stuff. But he made provision because he knew that man would sin he knew a flood would come nothing takes god by surprise and so he declares in his word the clean animals that we ought to eat he called the others creatures to keep the land clean i want to call them god's sanitary engineers but the trouble is we are eating off god's sanitary inspectors we jerk them we fry them we roast them we boil them, we stew them, we even eat some raw. Are you listening to me? It doesn't matter what name you call them, God describes them. Are you listening to me? It doesn't matter what you call me, 
My name is Glenn Samuels. I am Isilda Boy. Change my name. I am still Isilda Boy. Paint me with red paint. I am still Miss Icy Boy. Are you listening to me? But God says, there is a conspiracy. Conspiracies are declared by persons with an agenda other than what the facts are and what the facts intend for us to live by. They have hidden their eyes from my Sabbaths. Now, now, look here. Has it ever struck you that, has it, has it struck you that, that, that the, the same persons who tell you you can eat anything and drink anything are the same ones who tell you any day can be your Sabbath day? God says there is a conspiracy and he pulls together here a number of stuff. If you have eyes, then see. Read the word of God for yourself. These are the facts. Let's go on to the next verse, son. Hear me carefully. Her princes are like wolves ravening the prey to shed blood. And look at the next phrase. To destroy souls. The devil knows if he gets you and I to live in disobedience, it'll destroy our soul. But you say, preacher, what if I don't know better? What if I don't know? Well, I'm glad you asked that. The Bible tells me in Acts chapter 17, 30, 31 says, at the times of our ignorance, when we don't know better, God accepts us. But now, now that you know better now you have an opportunity now that you can stay all the way in Canada and listen to a short, a, did I say short a tall fellow preaching if anybody say I'm short they're blind you can stay anywhere around the world and watch a tall fellow preaching the gospel now you have an opportunity to hear the facts to hear the word of God for yourself can I jump down to the last book of the Bible? Can I jump down to the last book of the Bible? The very first chapter. It simply says the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave him. Who gave him? God gave him to show unto his servants the things which must shortly come to pass. God gave Jesus a revelation for you. He gave him a word for our time. Verse 2 says, I'm going to verse 2. He, he bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus. John would write down what Jesus said. John would take account of all that he saw. And, and in the third verse, he said, Blessed is he that readeth. You have a chance now to read God's word. Blessed is he that readeth. Make use of the opportunity. I beg you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come back to the Bible. I beg you pastor. I beg you priest. I beg you prophet. Preach nothing else but the plain verse. Saith the Lord God. When you say preacher. What if I can't read? The word of God said. Blessed are those that hear the words of the prophecy but hear me whether you can read it because you can see or whether you can hear it because you've got ears there is a danger in reading it and hearing it and not doing it for the word of God says blessed 
is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written keep the things which are written not the conspiracy theories of mankind keep the things which are written in the word of God not the conspiracy theories of prophets and priests keep that which is written the Bible is its own interpreter the word of God tells us how we ought to treat each other how we ought to live and how we ought to relate to almighty God in these closing days I can almost hear the keys rattling in the hand of God saying it's closing time I can almost hear the trumpet sounding I can almost hear the angels saying God it's time to go on I was in in New York City some time ago and uh Mark Finley his father had just died we were in a class with Mark Finley the current GC president and persons from across the world there were persons of us from the 13 divisions from around the world we were there pulling together to bring the gospel to New York City and Mark Finley one morning said have you ever asked God how are you God and I straighten up in my chair he said think of it and I said, I never thought of it pastor Elsie Thomas would would begin some of those prayers and we would open our eyes when he's praying and he'd say good morning God and how are you today Mark said have you ever asked God if you ask God God how's your day could it be that God was saying God would say to you, I see a conspiracy against the Bible that's causing millions to go astray. If you ask God, how was your day, God? Could it be that God would say to you, son, I see you're following a conspiracy. You know better, but you've chosen to disobey because that suits your fancy. There's a conspiracy against the law of the living God and if you ask God God how are you doing today could it be that God would say to you my heart is broken because I've written my commandments but the world in the majority has chosen to disobey if you ask him God how is your day could it be that God could say to you, Pastor? Could it be prophet? Could it be bishop? Could it be young man that God would say to you, My heart is broken because there is a conspiracy against the plain, thus said the Lord God. Could it be that God is saying to you, Pastor? My heart is broken because you are not saying what the Bible says. Could it be, young man, that God is saying to you, I've called you several times, but you've chosen to believe the conspiracy. Could it be backsliders that God is saying to you, I have summoned you back several times, backslidden daughter, backsliding son. I've begged you, I've protected you, I've watched over you, but you're going further and further and further. And I see nothing in your future but destruction unless you stop, look, and listen. And Paul has a word for every modern preacher. 
for every modern prophet for every modern church member and those who don't go to church Paul has a word for every conspiracy theorist who form a conspiracy that grace frees us from obedience for every person who says that the death of Jesus Christ and faith in Jesus frees us from obedience to the Ten Commandments hear the word he said do we then make void the law because of faith he said God forbid rather than making void God's law we establish the law of God and that's from the pen of an inspired servant of God who wrote 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament he said let there be no mistake we don't make void the law of God because of grace and faith God forbid make a noito we establish the law of God how do we do that we do so by obedience to what God says I'm done but this coming Saturday is your baptism date backslider this coming Saturday you have a return date with Jesus can I talk to somebody who's been you've been contemplating this you've been reading God's word you've been struggling with God's commandments you have been held by a conspiracy theory you have a decision to make tonight make the choice choose obedience and give God a chance to help you experience meaningful change in your life listen while they sing sign up that card tonight make that decision by the grace of God tonight to surrender your life don't believe the conspiracy theory I was believe the word of God prison, believe the Bible locked up in chains sin held me captive through sorrow and shame tears of frustration as love passed me by until the master he heard my heart cry grace marvelous grace I need grace to pardon and make me whole grace And I need his grace. You and I need his grace. And there is grace to repent. There's grace to come back to Jesus. There's grace to surrender. 
There's grace to believe. There's grace to guide your footsteps in obedience to the will of God. Marvelous grace tonight. Marvelous grace. Hear me, son. Maybe you've never surrendered your life. Maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus. But tonight, don't believe the devil's conspiracy. Trust in the Lord your God with all your heart. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Don't lean to your own understanding. Acknowledge God's sovereignty. And by his grace, surrender your life. Fill out the card tonight. Fill out the card tonight. This coming Saturday is the baptism. God does not need a whole week to save you. He doesn't even need a whole day. Right now, there's grace to help you trust and obey. Right now, there's grace to help you make that decision. Right now, you can break company with the devil's conspiracy. Right now, you can accept the word of the living God. And there's grace. There's grace. There's marvelous grace to help you trust in the man. And if you're making a decision, type it in the chat. Type in the chat. I want to surrender. Type in the chat. I want to repent. Type in the chat. I want grace to obey. Type in the chat. No more conspiracy. No more conspiracy. I want to obey the word of God. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, you can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rowtown Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at ProclaimGospelVI at gmail.com. Our telephone number is 1-284-547-4601. If you desire Bible studies or prayer, please contact us. Yahweh bless you.